welcome to Business Can Be Better. This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media. And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. What's new with you? Um, well, this is the Monday of a long weekend here in Canada, and we shouldn't be working, but we are. We shouldn't. <laughs> and all of you are hearing this usually about a week after we record it. So it's the Monday of the long weekend, and I am in the office this afternoon, but I've been in my yard all weekend. been building a sandbox for the kids I and built... It's gigantic and Jenga. Bon- yeah, giant oh, lawn it. Jenga. So... We're having a big end of summer party that you're coming to, and I've already told Tim. Yeah, and we have. I mean, the sandbox isn't really for us unless you want to get in there, but the Jenga's for us for sure. We have a bouncy castle, we have a big movie set up in. Adult ca- bouncy castle? No, oh. it's like eight and under bouncy castle. Is it like a weight thing or like a <laughs> I think maturity thing? I think it's a weight thing. Darn it's quite it. small. Um, but just so people don't feel sorry for us, we we are dressed like pretty much, I no feel like selfie. a homeless person today. Yeah, there's no selfie happening today. This is not how I dress at work. <laughs> so we're kind of still like taking the day off. Yeah. So this feels like a really cool, like relaxed, laid back podcast. Yeah. Let You're still going to learn you, a lot. Do you though. hear a different tone? Yeah. <laughs> <might. laughs> we're just chill. But Kelly Ray told me I have low energy today. So well, I you to, did, but all of a sudden <clears> you're just like, let's up. do this. All right, podcast time. Let's go. What's okay. new with you? We just recorded that new mini course. It was mm-hmm. freaking awesome. Uh, what did we call it? Because I can never remember the name, but it's about amazing uh, marketing and sales. So I know a lot of business owners are struggling with effective marketing. Um, they feel like they're wasting money in marketing and not increasing their sales because of it. And we recorded this fantastic mini course. Um, when is it going to be available, Lane? Um, September. September 1st? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, latest. first. Yeah. It will be available. Um, so that's what's new. And then. Yeah, we spent like, what, five hours shooting that yeah. on Friday? Plus like 20 hours of prep work. Yeah, lots of prep. Oh, it's good. It's so good. I hope you all check it out. We're trying to do like um, incredibly blow you away value for trying a very small price. Do. Well, we we're going are to. Doing, we are yeah. going to blow you away. I don't know what the price will be yet, but it'll be very, very fair. Yeah. Our lowest price ever, which is not on brand for me. So I gave Lane this one try. Oh, that's going to work into my marketing, (laughs) my quick tip later. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. How can that be about creating a dream employee? No. Well, yeah. We'll see. It'll all come together. can't bust my chops in this one. Okay. Okay. We're caught up. (laughs) That was quick. But today, you asked, you texted about three hours ago and asked what we're going to talk about. Why are you always throwing me under the bus? Oh, man. Sorry. So, so I came up with the idea that we talk about how to get dream employees, about how to turn, maybe turn the employees already have into dream employees, how to get just amazing staff. I don't know. We had a hard time coming up with a very specific title, but it's just going to be about, wait, what's your term? Magical unicorn leadership. Magical unicorn leadership. So what do you got to tell us about oh, you got magical nothing? leadership? Okay, no, I, I do. I just, Lane's got nothing. I'll take it from I'll here. Start. Yeah. <laughs> Got I'm just kidding. Okay. First of all, um, I always tell my clients and anyone who will listen really, it is always our job as leaders to have happy, effective employees. There's always something that we can do better. 
always. So when my clients come to me and they say things like, I've tried everything with this employee, there is a very long list of things I go through with them. And I've got 15 of those here for you today that I'm going to go through. <laughs> Just a succinct little s- snippet a from my leadership curriculum. List. But really, yes, it's succinct. Um, but really, there that's just not true. There's always something you can do better as a leader. Do you agree? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. I, or yeah, or the the relationship between the leader and the team member that it needs to be the right fit. There needs to be a, um, a compatibility. So if there is if if something isn't working about it, it's not necessarily the leader doing something wrong. Not necessarily the team member is doing something wrong. Like maybe they're just not the right fit to work together because I know there's lots of employees that I'm sure are great employees for other people but wouldn't be the right employee for our environment. Okay but in that sense a leader could do something better in their hiring process. Right yeah. So then I think that's my first thing is you have to have the great hiring procedure and it has to be a very involved procedure that eliminates as much chance or as much um risk as possible Mm -hmm. you know every time you hire somebody you should get better and better at it and a lot of my clients have really involved hiring processes that include like in-person interviews on the phone interviews you know meals with your spouses to get to really know them um you know team meetings or team interviews like uh working interviews where the person tries the job out for half a day as a casual employee you know like a lot of steps so that you can really as much as possible get to know that person but you're right sometimes somebody slips through mm-hmm. and then it's like okay well then now what can we do as a leader yeah that's true a good hiring process has to start first i was telling you this on friday that i keep joking with lindsay my first employee who's been with me for two and a half years and i keep joking that i don't know how she got the job because her resume when i went back to look at him like what did that look like again what did it say on there we found it together and looked at it from two and a half years ago and i was just like this is not a good resume. <laughs> like, it's ugly. <laughs> it doesn't tell you anything. But it was because the other things mattered more because we sat down and we just connected and we're like, yes, this is a person I can work with. Like, she has breadth of skills. She's someone who's excited about being part of what we're doing. And she has completely bought in and become a huge part of our success. So, yeah, the resume really didn't count for much in her case. And I would probably advise that in a lot of cases it doesn't. It's a, I mean, it has to be the fir- make a good first impression and got to get past that filter first. But um, there's a whole lot of getting to know someone past that resume that needs to happen. Absolutely. Unless you're hiring somebody who it's their job to accurately type things, mm-hmm. you know, like they have to make perfect documents or things like that. Um, I know a lot of people will eliminate uh, resumes for sloppiness, you know, if there's a spelling error, things like that. And I, I'm, I'm fully behind that if it's like an admin position or it's important that that person has accuracy in their job. But if you're hiring like an artist or a a labor person or uh, even a professional, if business writing or accuracy or perfect writing skills isn't one of the things, it's really stupid to judge them mm-hmm. based just on their resume because you could, <laughs> really stupid. Really, it really is. You could be missing that out on harsh. amazing people. Yeah, you're right. Amazing people mm-hmm. like Lindsay. Yeah. She was at our mini shoot and if she wasn't there, I think I would have probably had a diva meltdown and just left Lane here by himself Uh, but she was awesome she held it all together yeah she's great yeah one of the reasons I wanted to do this topic is because a couple years ago when I kind of wrote down my whys which you're a big proponent of why are you doing this why are we in business my number two is to create people's dream job that's what I want to be able to do in business is to be able to make people's dream job 
and that's why so this stuff is I find really really interesting about what do we do to, to treat employees well to get dream employees and I think that's like this feeds into our the personas we've sort of identified for ourselves where you're the book smarts and we literally have a stack of books in front of us right now that you're reviewing you have your laptop open with 15 points and you know this stuff well about leadership and management and I'm just like completely doing this intuitively but I so my drive about how or how I determine um, how to get a dream employee is just by offering an employee their dream job and if I think if you do that you're going to get a dream employee so that's kind of my simple one-step process <laughs> give people awesome. their dream job you'll get dream employees I don't disagree with you and honestly um, Laura my newest employee I seriously want her to work here for the rest of her life and I told her she could have any job she wants because this business and all businesses change so rapidly mm -hmm. you know she's doing online and administrative coordination right now but if she wants to change into you know online marketing specialty in future years you know she gets more training with you or if she mm -hmm. wants to become a business coach you know there's so many different opportunities and it's so cool because she has a business degree and she loves this stuff and she's yeah we're so similar but I agree with you um, creating and that's one of my big points is um, meaning and purpose in the role mm -hmm. and like they need to know that they're important but also it needs to be meaningful for them I think that's yeah. a, a piece that people miss it's like you want them to go and brag about their job to their friends mm -hmm. you don't want them to be like ugh. I gotta go. I have to work in the morning. <laughs> you know? They, you want them to yeah. be like, oh, I friggin' love my boss. Mm -hmm. My boss is so cool. And so I think I overdo it with the presence a little bit on that because of that, because that's my love language, I've been told. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah, but I mean, I try to just show as much appreciation as possible. I think that's one of the number one ways. Yeah. One of the number one keys. But it's also um, strategically even, like even if it's not just something you naturally do because you appreciate someone, even <clears throat> strategically it's a good way to treat your employees is to give them rewards that they don't expect. Um, I had this conversation with my accountant who is actually an amazing advisor on a lot of stuff for our business. And we talked about that because I was kind of wondering about this. Like, what should we do? Do we just make an annual, like, raise? Do you just set it out, standardize? Yep, February every year you get your raise and we determine what it is. Like, how, how should we determine when salaries go up? And we talked about it a bunch and that was something that came up was that people aren't really motivated by that kind of a reward. Um, but what people get really motivated by is an unexpected reward for an unpredictable amount which is also what drives slot machines, but <laughs> but that's literally Gambling what addiction. makes people, um, uh, what motivates people is when you get an unpredicted reward and for an unpredictable amount. And so that's, and that ties into how we run social media and everything because I, I don't think giveaways work that well because people know exactly what they're getting and then it's only a surprise whether or not you get it. We just do surprise and delight campaigns where it's just like, hey, here's this thing and we just find someone to give it to and they weren't expecting anything. Um, but that's, I mean, I, I kind of did it same as you, just naturally as the way I showed appreciation. But then I learned that it was actually something that has a lot of strategic merit behind it in that I would, you know, Lindsay DJs part-time in the evenings and the weekends, and she's quite well known for that. Um, and so, like, I just one day just ordered, like, the best DJ, like, monitoring headphones I could find. I'm like, here, have these. <laughs> and just things like that that... I think do a lot to motivate employees a lot more than an annual salary increase. That's a great segue into one of my points. There's a study that I read that was talking about, um, like a lot of people think, oh, employees just want more money, more money, more money. Mm -hmm. They'll never be happy unless they get more money. And yes, there are some people out there 
who are never going to be happy with what you pay them. Like there's probably one in every second business that I work with. There's that one employee who's very, very money driven, who wants something far above and beyond what they're contributing to the company. And it's just not realistic for them to get more money. But it's quite rare that money is the answer to making an employee happy Mm -hmm. and fulfilled. In fact, this study says that, you know how a uh, 10 point scale, so on a scale of one to 10, 10 being you trust leadership completely and one being you don't trust your leader at all. They said that a one point increase in the trust scale of leadership is equal to a 40% raise. Wow. A 40% increase in income. So people are below the threshold of like where they feel comfortable. Like certain people need to have like, if they feel like they need to be earning $35 an hour and they're not making that, they're not going to be comfortable till they get there. But above that, trusting their leader one point more is worth a 40% salary increase. So trust is a huge thing. Yeah, I think a lot of these things um, that you you can become someone's dream boss and give them their dream job, and it's not just throwing more money at them. And that's the beauty of this is actually this is very attainable for people to do is to go order something on Amazon and show your appreciation for your employees and 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 reward at, or or show that you're listening, that you know what their dream side hustle is or what their passions are, and that you reflect that in something you buy them, show them appreciation. Like that's a thing that will cost you way less than giving them a 6% raise or whatever you want to give them. Also with benefits, like we do 100% covered benefits. There's no employee portion. We do too. I love that. And it costs like nothing. It's like 200 bucks an employee and it's worth probably like at least 500 bucks a month equivalent in if you were just to give them a raise or more yeah, like it's just sure it actually costs less that. people if you're going to do that cover their benefits which i highly recommend pay for their benefits fully if you can afford that because it's really motivating for them a lot of employees actually resent the benefit program they're like i don't even use this why do i have to get mm-hmm. this taken off my paycheck so if you can just fully cover it and then encourage them to use it so that they really do see it as a benefit and i also encourage you to explain to them the value of it because if you were to just give them that money on their paycheck, they would be taxed on it and you would also have to pay the government money. But if you just pay for their benefits, it's tax free for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. a lot of employees have never had that explained to them. So I do think that it's important that, and that's something I didn't write down, but transparency, I think, in leadership is another important thing. Yeah, I have to back up a step though, because I mean, we've just told people that a one point increase in the trust scale of leadership is equal to a 40% raise. And mm-hmm. they're like, well, how do you get them to trust you? Right, okay. And so here's where I wrote that (laughs) word that I'm not going to say there. But, like, be a good person. That's all it is. Being a good leader is being a good person. Don't be a jerk. Don't don't lie. Keep your word. Do what you say you will do. Be kind. Mm -hmm. Be positive. Give them compliments, you know? Right. Get your head right before you come into work. Don't come in here in a bad mood. Mm -hmm. Don't come in and take it out on your employees. Be nice. Be kind. Be generous. Be a good leader. And guess what, guys? There's a lot of leadership books and courses out there and free videos on my Facebook. Go watch them. What do you think about how transparent should be with employees? Like, should it sort of be a bit shielded? Like, these are the decisions I need to make and how things are running behind the scenes? Or do you pull down the curtain and let them know everything that's happening? I think that's a whole other podcast. Okay. (laughs) You want to give me an example and I'll answer it? 
So, I mean, we, like, all my employees have complete insight into everything that's happening as far as, you know, all the retainers that we have and how much they're worth and um, when Financials. a new one's coming and what that means and that, you know, we need to reach this much more revenue before yeah. I could afford to get another salaried employee or before I could bring you up to a full-time position or, like, everything is 100% transparent. They're not waiting around to see what decisions happen and then they just see the outcome. They see every step of it happening which is i may i may take it a little too far no but I, they see everything to be honest my goal for my clients is to get to that point of transparency with their financials because a lot of employees think that you're hiding a ferrari in your garage right yeah because yeah. they're like oh yeah look at all this money they're bringing in because all they have access to is the sales or the invoicing or whatever mm -hmm. they don't see some most employees don't even know that we have to pay the government on top of paying them. Right. They think they just <laughs> take that we just take their yeah. money and give it to the government. It's like, no, honey, we we have to pay a lot more. Mm -hmm. Um. So first of all, having them understand labor burden, like you don't just cost me this, you also cost me this and that, and you're worth it. I appreciate you, you know. Um. But my goal for financials with staff is to share the full budget, share the projections, right. share the revenue goals, share what the expenses are, and share the profit goals. And as your profit goes up, you share more with them. Mm -hmm. Or you pay down company debt. That's another thing most employees don't know about. A lot of business owners are sitting on almost a million dollars, some of them, in debt because of getting into business, right. and their employees have no idea. So if you just show them the profit and loss sheet, and you're, they're like, oh, 50 grand profit, no big deal corporate yeah, tax, <laughs> paying down the debt, you yeah. know, like all those things. Like I do agree with you, Lane, and I ad admire you for it. I think you're doing, I think you're doing it right. Um, but that said, it is a very delicate process and it has to be done correctly. You can't just, this is on the, the whole dare to lead vulnerability thing, right? Mm -hmm. With Brene Brown, you can't just get people in a room and be like, guys, we're going to go bankrupt <laughs> if I don't pay down this debt, you know, like they'll all leave. So right. So do it intelligently. You know, I think I would start with goals that are really clear goals that are not numbers focused. They might be like number of customers or number of widgets made or whatever. And then as you slowly get into goals that include money, if people are seeing sales numbers, you need to start sharing expenses too. Right. And yep. you need to share the company debt and the, and you know, I, I really feel like I'm doing you guys a disservice by talking about this at all because I need to talk about it for like another hour to fill you in on doing it properly. But if anyone wants to send us a message or get a hold of us at all, I will happily do like a Loom video or something for you and send it to you. Because um, I need to tell you way more about this. But <laughs> where you've okay. got it, if you're being totally transparent, you've got a smaller team and they trust you, mm -hmm. they trust that you're showing them everything, you're not about to go bankrupt, so they're not scared of mm -hmm. their jobs, you know, I think that's great. Okay. But every situation is very, 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 very different. <laughs> very different. Yeah. Yeah, I think like people want to be a part of something too, right? That's and that what that helps bring them in that they're not just um, being given a, a task to do, but they understand what that task contributes towards. So I remember, so like long before I got into any of this, and before I went back to school, I was doing carpentry and we were building houses, and someone would tell me like, "Well, you need to put when you're building this wall, like frame this piece in here," and if you just tell me like it needs to go on this measurement and this measurement I mean maybe I can make that happen but it helps a lot when you can explain why it needs to be there like why like what is that for what is that cut out for why does this need to be there and when you see the whole plan about what serve or what purpose it serves then it makes a lot more sense then you can build it with that no that knowledge and that context rather than just like okay I'll hammer this nail here because you told me to can you see my screen yeah 
Are you stealing my point? Oh, sorry. No, I wasn't. <laughs> one by one, he's like, I'm just I picking think this. Them and I'm like, so do I. And I have it written down right here. <laughs> okay, so here's how. Here's what my take on that uh, hammering the nail hammer yeah. board thing is that you were talking about. <laughs> sorry, I tuned out because I was thinking. Eloquently just... put. Sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, teach to different learning styles. So Lane's learning style is he needs to know why. So my learning style is I need to write it down or read it. Um, and some people can learn by listening, but I can't, you know, so listening to podcasts, I have to take notes. So I'm not, I'm not Hmm. good with podcasts in the car. Like the first podcast I listened to the car was ours. And I was telling (laughs) Lane, we got to turn my voice down. I'm way too loud. Um, but really because the way I learn is I have to write notes. So the safest way for you to teach and the way I teach is I try to teach to all learning styles. So you're listening to this podcast. All you're getting is learning by listening right um unless do we do we add like a transcript or anything to the that they can download no we could maybe we could um for like my type of people oh i have to oh yes different learning styles so um so like if i'm teaching a group of people i will oh the other thing is movement some people need to move around to Mm -hmm. really to really get it into their bones um so in my seminars i'm like jump up give each other a high five take notes ask questions um watch the screen read the handout that we give you and listen to me talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and for years I was a terrible leader because I only taught to the people the way that I, so I would just email everyone. That's all I do. Yeah. Just send an email, just send an email, just send an email. And people need to see your face. People need to talk. People yeah. need to yeah. be heard. Um, that's another thing. Like people need to be heard before they can hear you. Right. Leaders who just talk and talk and talk and talk, which is funny because I talk so much. But if you never shut up and ask questions or just be quiet and listen for what they're thinking or what they're feeling or what they're struggling with, you can't be a good leader because you don't know what they're struggling with. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So allow them lots of opportunities to talk to you. And and you have to because a lot of them, and maybe and especially if you have someone timid or whatever or introverted or shy or something, they're not going to come to you and say, hey, I'd like to talk to you about this thing. You need to give them relentlessly opportunities over and over. Hey, is there anything you need to talk about? Like, is everything going well? Are you loving being here? Like, just continually trying to extract something from them and maybe lots of times there's nothing there but but you need to give an opportunity to give it to you if there is so you know what i have a client who's doing a really good job with this he is amazing i hope he hears this he came from difficult like all male hardcore construction he was in charge of a bunch of men doing a bunch of grunt work sort of right rough environment and uh came into a business with 16 females i want to say with his wife and uh just magical leadership these girls adore <laughs> him um and every challenge he has he's, he's putting his hand up and saying how can i be better here which by the way is my next point you have to ask how can you be better as a leader you are hooped if you're not working on yourself you have to be better so anyways this magical unicorn client of mine came up with every month when he does their kpi meetings he comes up with like a cool question, a quirky question or a weird question or like just a question that makes them really want to talk, you mm-hmm. know, and it doesn't even matter if it's about work now. Right. And he gives it to them ahead of time in case they're really shy. So then when they come to the meeting, they know. And he just sits there. Silence as a tool. I said, don't talk. Mm-hmm. If you have to sit there for 15 minutes, they have their 15 minutes with you. You don't talk. This is their time. And people will start to talk. It's mm-hmm. in the group settings where those people really get to hide, you right, know? Right, and yeah. even in your group settings and your staff meetings, you can set it up so it's like, this is a system. Everyone has two minutes. Everyone has to share something they're grateful for. So the timer's going to go off and it's going to be Johnny's turn. And if Johnny doesn't talk, we're all just going to sit there and look at him. <laughs> it works, people. Trust me. People want to share. Yeah. 
They do. And you know what? Here's the biggest problem, though. If somebody is that terrified to share, if somebody is thinks that little of their opinions or their thoughts, first of all, do a better job as a leader and help them know that they're valued and that their thoughts are important. But second, 99% of the problems that we deal with with employees are like personal, psychological, emotional, Mm -hmm. personal issues. And it sucks because not everyone goes to counseling. Not everybody is reading all these books we have stacked on the desk here, you know? Not everybody is asking, how can I be better? How can I be more emotionally intelligent? And it's really a fine line because you can't go tell someone, hey, sweetie, I think you need some counseling. Right. (laughs) Like, don't do that. It's illegal. But really, I try to encourage as much as possible, role model that how can I be better thing for your team. You know, like, talk about how going to counseling is really cool and how it's helped your marriage. Or talk about the great book that you just read and ask them if they want to borrow it. Right. You know, Um, tell them about when you used to be shy. Mm-hmm. the podcast that you listen to now that makes a difference for you, that sort of thing. Because you're going to come across that no matter how perfectly you hire, no matter how great of a leader you are, no matter if you implement you know, the greatest surprise and delight rewards, they get paid a lot, they trust you, you're a great leader, you're being a great role model, they're going to have issues. Mm-hmm. And those issues pop up in gossip, poor customer service, self-sabotage you know and that's all unfortunately because we're not perfect people so it's all about helping them just be better humans rather than just to be better employees but be better humans and then yes and then when they are like it gets reflected in becoming better employees yes yeah absolutely i mean if all of us were healthy happy like well sorted out Mm -hmm. just loving our relationships in life super confident feeling very grateful and we came in to work we would all just be like cool man (laughs) everyone would be happy all the customers would be served everyone would do their job yeah you know yeah that's that's about investing in people in a way that doesn't seem self-serving or doesn't need to be self-serving it's about giving them skills that aren't just for the benefit of how it's going to help your business it's about just helping them be better humans and often that will come back around and help you in that they're better employees and that helps your business but it's also just great to help them be better humans and have a good happy content life too i mean what else are we doing here right yeah you know um so i really want to reiterate a real leader asks how can i be better you have to do that and then i'm going to move on um be aware of your emotional wake have you heard that term before no i don't know if i made it up or if i found it somewhere i'm sorry if someone else invented it you can coin this if it's not hopefully emotional wake so you know the wake that a boat leaves behind it yeah i used to do this very poorly i didn't know about this term and i didn't know that i was leaving people feeling unimportant or like i had just like bossed them to do something and then walked away mm-hmm. until one lady like really lost it on me and I, and I thank her for this now haven't seen her in years she was really mad so she told me that I made her feel she said you have no idea how you make people feel when you talk to them I was very young like 20 and uh it was 16 years ago I still feel guilty about it but I really started to look over my shoulder for my emotional weight like how are you leaving people right like how do they feel after you walk out of the room mm-hmm. do they feel lit up do they feel enlightened do they feel like you got their back like hey we can do this together or are they like man mad at me again yeah. I should look on Kijiji how do you teach people that? Because I feel like it's just an empathy or you have to be an empath or it's like that perception thing. Because I, I think I do it well. In fact, my employees have told me I do it well because I'll give them feedback and they did something and I didn't really like the result of it or the outcome or it wasn't designed well or something. And so I'll talk to them and say like, man, like somehow we missed the mark here. I, I don't want this to look like that. This needs to change. That needs to change, whatever. And if I don't remember it in the moment, it's usually a 15 minutes later and I'm like I have to go back to them and say hey like 
sorry for the rough feedback. <laughs> like, I think there's probably this reason in our communication or whatever why that happened. But, you know, awesome work and everything else. Let's get this one thing dialed in. And, like, try to be conscious of that and come back around and make sure that you're not leaving a, a messy emotional wake, as you call it. But how do you teach someone that. that? And I know some of my clients, if they're listening to this right now, they're going to be like, but I tried that and I swung too far that way. And then now all my employees are spoiled and they take advantage of me. Um, maybe not in those exact words, but I have seen this happen too. You know, where you just kind of, sure, you can have whatever time off you want. Sure, I'll give you more money. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'll pay for that. Sure. You know, and then it's like all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. The hours you're working aren't actually what are best for my customers. Wait a second. You know, you're taking more time off than I am. Wait a second. You're making more money than I am. Wait a second. You know, so Mm -hmm. you can start to get to a point where you almost aren't being firm enough with people but I think if you're doing it in an authentic way and you're having the important conversations the way that you do it is your way that's who you are those are the people you attract and if it's working for you amazing in other situations people are very Canadian about this they'll sit down and they'll be like so oh my gosh have you heard of the compliment sandwich please don't ever do that so I really like the way <laughs> no. you did this. No. Also, you're in big trouble for this one thing. <laughs> but I also like the way that you did this other thing. A compliment Bye. Sandwich. Like, don't do that. Okay. okay. Here's what you have to do: have clear, kind, straightforward conversations. Right. You know, and use your tools. Like we have job descriptions and goals for a reason. If you need to talk to somebody about something, sit down and be like, hey, let's go look at this one part in your job description. Or, hey, let's talk about the way that you posted that social media post. But just make those conversations normal. Mm-hmm. Don't make it like, oh, we, we got to go in the office. Yeah, yeah. And everybody's scared and everyone's like, ooh, he's in the office. You know, like just talk about this stuff all the time. I like how you said, you know, it's in the moment. It needs to be. Your employees should never be like waiting for the hammer to come down at review time. Like that's just mean. No, Don't go no, keep no. a list of stuff in their file and tell them after a year. <laughs> My gosh. Can you imagine? Just have the conversations. Um, I think another obvious thing that we haven't talked about is we need to measure employee engagement and fulfillment. You know, I like a good monthly survey. How you feeling? How happy are you? What would you change? What would you do if you were me? Um, anonymous usually gets more honest feedback, but then a lot of my clients go crazy because they're like, whose is this? Who's I really want to know. And I'm like, no, we did this for, for a reason. So it's kind of, you do it, you do it or you don't. But the other thing we, I have to throw in here, and I wrote a, I can't believe you didn't get this email this morning, but this email was like heartfelt. The video I sent with it was 14 minutes. I did it at home because I thought about it all weekend. Um, you cannot be negative. You cannot be Eeyore. You cannot be a Debbie Downer. You yeah. cannot be focused on what's wrong. You cannot be complaining about the numbers. You cannot be complaining about... You have to focus on what's right and what's good or people will leave you. Mm-hmm. Like, they will leave you. Your staff will leave and then your customers will leave. Heck, I would leave you as your yeah. business coach. you got to be positive. Yeah, there are so that. many things that are great in your business, that are great in your people. You have to look for it. Even if that's not who you normally are, start to habituate it write down five things you love about your staff every morning put it in your calendar you will change your brain will start to change also when you have a problem give yourself a rule you only talk about that problem for 90 seconds after that we get it we got it there's a problem let's move on to solutions right so positive solution focused that's just good life tip that's what i said being a good leader just being a good person don't get jerk like you can bring up a problem and you can complain about it enough to describe it but once it's there 
just what's next like let's yes. do something about it i love to tell people to put a big poster up on hopefully that wasn't too loud their wall that says what can we do especially if you've got somebody that's like yeah but yeah but they yeah, love but, to play yeah. the devil's advocate well what about this well what about that okay instead of coming up with what we can't do what can we do and you have mm-hmm. to role model this as a leader you have to and you cannot expect a happy high performing amazing team if you are negative it's not gonna happen. No, yeah, it's not. I'm having a hard time not swearing on this one. <laughs> I'm so Ray's passionate fired about this up one. Today. I am. I am. Oh be more God. positive, people. Yeah. Also, be authentic. So now some people are gonna be like, "Well, you want me to act like Tony Robbins? How am I gonna be authentic?" Well, work on it. If you're not happy, you're gonna be a terrible leader. Yeah. So work on yourself. Get authentically that's, happy. Well, that's what leading is. Is you're going in one direction, everyone's following you. So if yeah. you're going in negativity, they're all following you exactly. down that path. Leading means. You're going. The, you're setting the direction, and they all come along with you. So, oh, I love that. If you're going to be positive, they'll come along with you. You're going to be negative, they're coming along with you. That's okay. what leading is. Um, we talked about being authentic, right? Have their back. That's a big one. Have their back. Have their Simon back, Sinek. Yeah. He's a good author. You guys should read Simon Sinek or watch him on YouTube. Um, but his big thing is leaders eat last and start with why. He's got some great leadership stuff. Um, I feel like we're running out of time. So I'm going to try and throw in my last two points here because I just seem to be able to talk. If I don't stop talking, Lane doesn't start. See, he can't interrupt if I just don't stop putting words into the microphone. He can never. (laughs) Okay. Meaning and purpose, goals and roles. So make sure that we've already talked about making sure that their job is meaningful and that they understand that they have a purpose in your company and in the mission and that you have a clear, compelling vision for these people. For most of us as business owners, we're like, yeah, it's going to be so amazing when I get to this goal and I do this thing and I can do that thing. But the employees are like, I'm just here doing my job. Right. You have to get them bought into your compelling vision. And it doesn't have to be the same exact vision. They could have a different one. We'll find um, out what theirs is then. Right. Because we did that recently. Like, as we've grown, because when I had my first employee, you kind of had to do everything. But as we grow, I can fill other specific positions. And I've literally said to Lindsay and said, like, what do you want your job to look like? Because if you want to do just video editing, well, I'll hire the other parts of your job. Do you want to do just Photoshop and design and animating or something? Well, we'll, I'll hire the other pieces and you can just do that. Like, she could basically design her own jobs. So you might not have the freedom to do that, but at least find out what they want. Find out what they wish it could be like and you can start working towards that. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. That's a great question to ask for when we were asking for feedback. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, the only other thing is a very boring point. They have to have very clear job descriptions, which get updated often, and clear KPIs or key performance indicators. Oftentimes, you'll have people gossiping or unfocused or not being very productive, but it's just that they don't have clear, meaningful KPIs or goals. They should have three to five really awesome goals, and they have to get them checked on every month. Here's your goals up on the wall so they see the numbers. Okay, i got to get 10 new clients, or I have to finish 20 widgets, or I have to do this many awesome, get this many more Facebook likes, or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. But give them a monthly goal and then review it monthly. Because if they're not focused on a goal, then it's easy for them to focus on the wrong things. One statistic. Okay. 75% or more, because I found different numbers, at least 75% of employees quit because of their supervisor or leader. More than three quarters of the people. Right. It's not the job. It's us people. It's not their coworkers. It's It's you. (laughs) It's the people leading. It's us, yeah. Yeah. And so don't be too hard on yourself because none of us are perfect, but you do have to really adopt that. How can I be better? You have to systemize. How can I be better? So, yeah, I like I take an approach of being very generous with employees. And that's like I said, I want to build their dream job because I think us as entrepreneurs and business owners, we kind of 
get a lot of luxury in that. Of course, it's hard work and stressful and everything, but we can not work a day if we feel like it, and we can work from home or we get to travel and go to things. Like, there's a lot of... Or wear these clothes at yeah, work. Yeah, we can do whatever. We look terrible. We can do whatever okay, we want. Okay, I look terrible. <laughs> but employees don't generally have that freedom. And so I, and a lot of people, I, I really believe that some people are just innately our employees are, or are entrepreneurs. They shouldn't have to be entrepreneurs to have that kind of life, being able to set their own, um, like being in charge of their own success and, and in charge of their own hours and in charge of all those things. I don't think you should have to be an entrepreneur to have that. So my goal is to give employees that kind of freedom that we get to enjoy as entrepreneurs. So give them all the health benefits, give them a good salary, give we them- We get health benefits? <laughs> Right. I do. Sounds like your employees have better life yeah. than me. Um, and give them, yeah, give them, un- like my employees have unlimited holidays once they're full-time on salary and they just know what their KPIs and their goals are and awesome. they need to be met. And other than that, like, see you later. As awesome. long as that's done, cheerio. As long as their goals but, are met, I love that. Um, but yeah, like we do all that. But what do you think, because you, you mentioned it before, like, um, if you can afford it, yeah, give them this full time, like give them the health benefits. But I kind of weigh on it that it's kind of your duty to do this. It's not overly generous. This is what you need to be doing for employees. It's not if you can afford it. Because I think if you can't afford it, there's something broken in your business model and you're making the cuts with your employees to make your business model still work. And I don't think that's a good way to run a business. And I think... Um, that was a bold, courageous statement. <laughs> and I... Here I, comes the hate mail. No, I agree with you. Um, fix something in your business so that you can pay for So benefits. you can be generous. So yeah. you can pay yeah, them that. well, like better than your industry average that you can give them all the things that should make it a dream job and make them excited to come to work every day i'm gonna lose a few clients over that one (laughs) so let me just let me be the devil's advocate here because i've got a few financial projections in my head that i think are gonna weigh on your kind of maybe just disagree with you a little bit here at the point that you're at Mm -hmm. you know if you're like i'm bringing on employees left right and center yeah you want to make it like you're bringing on employees because you have your poop in a group and you know what you're doing and your business model works so you can be generous yes we don't want to bring on a bunch of employees and pay them poorly and treat them like crap Mm -hmm. because that's not sustainable anyways but if you pour in a whole bunch of money into a business to start it up you've got a large amount of debt and the industry average wage is all you can afford and the promise of future benefits or things like that are all you can really do when the owners are only drawing like two thousand dollars a month and the employees are taking home eight right i mean like i can hear some of those people being like are you kidding me right like we're already doing as much as we can but i think as long as we just put sort of a, a disclaimer here like generous is subjective if your employees feel like you're being generous with them oh yeah that's great and it doesn't have to be money it doesn't have to be all this time off you don't have to be like laying over here handing out <laughs> everything in a bag of chips you know but also i love what he said about if their goals are hit because I totally agree. The first day Laura was here, I think she was on her personal phone for a second. And it was almost like she thought that I thought she shouldn't be on it when I walked in. And I was like, hey, I don't care if you're ever on your phone. You have to be on your phone for your job. Like, well, you have two phones. But but I mean, like, I will never, ever, ever come in here and say, hey, are you goofing off? I just want you to hit your goals. Like, if you're watching Netflix for two hours, honestly, and you hit your goals, power to you. Like, that seriously, literally happens you figured that out. Awesome. <laughs> they'll but, be, yeah. like, on the desktop, and then there'll be the laptop on the side, too, and there's, like, YouTube or Netflix going or something while they're working. Perfectly fine. <laughs> the problem is, though, Lane, there's so many parts to a business, and good leadership is having clear job descriptions, having clear roles and goals, being a great boss, and 
having the business model and the financials to support the ability to be a great boss. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, yes, I agree with your statement. We should all be as generous. I would love to for all of us to be, and I would love to instruct all of my clients to be. But the reality is some some of us got ourselves into situations where we can't just do that with money right now. But what we can do is do that with our kindness, with our compassion, with the way we treat them daily, with the surprise and delight things we do, with the, you know, unpaid time off. Like people love time off. You don't have to pay them. And you save money. There are a lot of things. If they ask them, what would make you really happy? I bet you can afford it, you know? And then, and then, like you said, fix your business model. Yeah. Because it's really nice to pay for benefits. As long as you're not saying, well, I'm just, as long as you're not settling in how it is and you're just like, no, that's all I can afford and that's all I can ever afford. I think that's a problem. No. If it's like, especially for a startup and you have like a burn rate and you're trying to keep it down until you hit your pivotal point where you're all of a sudden making profits and all, like, I understand that. But if it's not a projection that you're working towards and it's just that, no, this is just how it is in my industry. We only can afford to pay minimum wage. I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't work with people like that. Yeah, all right. So, quick tip. Work on your leadership systematically. So, you know what systemized means by now? Put it in your calendar. So, I don't care whether you listen to a podcast once a week. We have a podcast once a week if you want to listen. Or if you read a book once a week. Even you read five pages of a book every night. But I would also make sure that you survey your employees and ask for feedback on your leadership because then you'll have specific areas of leadership to work on. So, if you do a survey and you find out that most of your employees think that you're a little bit grumpy, Mm-hmm. Then maybe you can read a book on how to have a more positive attitude. You know? <laughs> maybe you could read a book. Just systemize it. Systemize just... getting better. All right, my quick tip is to take the idea of being generous and apply it to how you market yourself. Mm-hmm. You need to be generous. And and I said that this is all going to come around because in the beginning you said this this mini course we're offering is so cheap, like way cheaper than it should be. But that's because no, we need I said to it's be... not on brand. <laughs> it's not on brand. It's okay. too cheap for my brand. It's too cheap for your brand, right? We need to be extremely generous in our marketing and branding and not trying to squeak every possible revenue dollar out of everything we put out there. I'm a big fan of not gating content. I don't charge for any content other than like we do in-person seminars in a, in a class and that's a paid thing. But other than that, like the videos and the blogs and worksheets and whatever, like there's lots of stuff out there that we just give the podcast. We're not going to monetize this. It's just put it out and let it be out there. And I, and it's never, ever gotten in the way of someone eventually paying for that information as well because if someone wants the accountability of working with you they want the guidance of working with you or i don't know whatever extra you offer that they're not getting in the free version um they will still pay for it i don't think that giving stuff away from free for free takes away the opportunity to make money off of your expertise still we can't get into a fight at the end we don't have time (laughs) okay so first of all now that you just pull this knife out of my back really quick before we before we continue on this. First of all, please explain to the good people how much free stuff I give. Because yeah. like literally all my stuff is free except yeah. these courses that we're yeah. filming. But I do get what you're saying now. I, I appreciate the generosity and how we're going to be giving so much great stuff for such mm-hmm. a low price. It's going to blow people away. Not everything needs to be free. Like someone like Gary Vee is a big... He's like, everything should be free. Nothing should be gated. Although he still does like, here's a 10-person mastermind that you got to pay a ton of money to come see. But 
Um, no, I don't think everything needs to be free, but you definitely should be very, very generous with what you put out there, especially you if you're an am? expert, right? Yeah, and you're an expert. We're both, we're both coming from that kind of a field where you have knowledge and expertise. You have to be. Everything has to be free because they need to get to know you. Mm-hmm. you yeah. To, you have to establish your expertise by giving away a lot of what you know. So I guess we're not fighting. They're two separate points. I totally agree <laughs> that you need to be very, very generous with your free content, and we are. And I take back my comment about the $20 course because we want to just blow people away yeah exceed expectations don't use the word cheap no that's not the right word no but it's, just be very 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 special gift very generous also means not just the price of it it means Content. that you're giving them something they want you're, they're not having to endure endure the pitch at the end or you know something that cheapens it and makes it yeah. less appealing yeah. you're generous in that here i've created something for you i've created something that you would want I've created it in the way that you would want me to create it, not mm-hmm. the way that I want to, and hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah, So totally. it's generous in that way that you're thinking about what people want and creating that for them. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that we are very generous that way. Yeah, and I think that that's actually one of the most important qualities I've always worked towards being generous, so I agree with you. All right, okay, that's a wrap. On Instagram now, I'm at Kelly Ray Tamaki TMH. And then on LinkedIn and Facebook, it's Kelly Ray Tamaki and TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. All right. And you can reach me on Twitter, Lane underscore Anderson, Instagram, Lane B. Anderson. Our Lenaro Media page is on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Oh, and my, my personal on LinkedIn as well. Those are all the places to reach me. And we would like to hear from people. We've started to get some feedback, people coming in, telling us what, what they thought of our episodes. Were they nice? Yeah. Oh, good. Lots of people saying nice things. Oh, good. Um, I want a unicorn picture on this one, please. Okay, I will. Please. Isn't there some sort of Snapchat filter where you can make me look like a unicorn? Yeah, maybe. Let's look. Let's do it. I don't have Snapchat. But not when we're dressed like this. Right, no. (laughs) Talk to you all next week. Thanks. Thanks for listening.